Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Alright folks, welcome to the first episode of Strut Report from the Southern Outdoorsman. Uh, this is going to be a weekly episode throughout turkey season where we're going to interview a couple guys from around the country, or around the southeast, who hunt turkeys. And we're going to ask them what they've been seeing out in the woods, uh, gobbling, strutting activity, whether or not they're hinned up or flocked up, how the weather conditions are currently affecting birds, just stuff like that, stuff that you'd want to know, whether you're just going out on the weekend or if you're planning on traveling to hunt. So I think that y'all are going to like this. I think it's going to be something super helpful for the average guy. I know that it's it's going to be helpful for me because I might try and get out of state a little bit this year. 
but we'll see. Um, but we got some big stuff coming up, guys, so uh, be sure to be looking out for our episode coming up on Monday. We have a very special guest lined up. It's a really good interview, and we also have a special announcement about some giveaways that we're about to do. So we're excited about that, and I'm sure that y'all will be excited about that giveaway because it's a good company who's giving something away. <laughs> so I think that y'all will like it. And uh, with that being said, let's just hop right into our first guest. All right, so our first guest today is Josh Watts, who's my friend and fellow BHA member from Mississippi, and I'm going to be asking him a few questions about what the birds are doing in Mississippi. So, Josh, how are you doing, man? Good, man. How are you doing today? I'm living to tell about it. <laughs> Ready for turkeys. Good deal, man. All right, so what what would you say the turkey activity is on a scale of 1 to 10? So from what I've seen and the people I've talked to, um, I'm going to call it a 6 right now in Mississippi. They're not really hot, but when they are, man, they're on fire. So it's it's not consistently every day, but the days that uh, the people are, are seeing and hearing birds is pretty, pretty fired up. All right, cool. Yeah, that, that brings me to the second question. Uh, uh, is there a lot of gobbling and strutting going on right now? Are they are they um, starting to get into it? Yeah, uh, it, it's mostly around first light. Uh, there's a lot of gobbling on the limb. Um, not a lot when they hit the ground right now. Um, from what I've been doing, I haven't been doing a lot of calling or even a lot of locating. I, I figure they're going to hear enough fake owls come the first week of season, so I've just been kind of sitting back and listening to the owls and the crows and seeing how they react to that. And uh Right around first light, man, they're tearing it up on the limb uh, the days that they are talking. So uh, and not not much on the ground, but when they are on the roofs, they are uh, talking pretty good. Yeah, I figured as much. I've, I've kind of been hearing the same thing here in Alabama. Uh, see, the third question, let's get into that. Uh, are they flocked up right now, or are the gobblers really henned up? gobblers together and not a lot of them with hens uh, you know the ones I've been seeing have been in fields in the evenings I hadn't seen uh, a whole lot of birds in the morning time and I hadn't been in the woods uh, just been kind of trying to stay back and, and check fields in the afternoons and from what I'm seeing it's still a lot of gobblers running together and not with a lot of hens got it yeah that that's typically what we're seeing in early season over the last few years over where I'm at uh are there any specific food sources that you're really seeing them concentrate on right now? No, like I said, I've been seeing a bunch in the fields in the afternoons. It looks like they're uh, they're hitting bugs a lot right now. Um, yeah. I haven't been in the woods to see how they're doing, you know, in the woods, but I have been seeing the majority of the birds uh, in in fields in the evening. So I'm guessing they're focusing on on bugs out there and you know stuff in the in the fields, but not as much in the woods from what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, we've had a lot of warm weather over here where I'm at, and that ground temperature gets up and those bugs start really coming back out. We've been seeing them on gas lines and stuff around here. Yeah, and it, it's been especially good in the afternoon after it has gotten warmed up. We've had a few cool mornings, but in the evenings they, they're picking up. You know, after lunch you start seeing more movement. Yeah, my, my buddy Chad was out scouting the other day and said that he saw four strutters on a, on a gas line out picking around, so... That's where I'm going to start looking. I'm going to get out and try and gas down a glass line, a gas line oh, at yeah, some point. Man. That'd be the thing to do, kind of, kind of locate you some. That's where they're more visible right now, anyway. Yeah. Uh, 
I got one last question, and that is, how has the weather lately affected their activity, do you think? Like, have have warmer temperatures maybe got them started early, or what do you think? Yeah, that's, uh, the mornings that, uh, that I'm hearing birds and the people I've been talking to are hearing birds are the warmer mornings, not as much on the cooler mornings. So in the past couple of weeks, we've had some, uh, some mornings that were in the 50s, and they weren't really uh, vocal, but... Uh, Man, when I got in the 60s, yeah, they really started uh, started gobbling on the roost pretty good. So it seems like right now, the the warmer the weather, the more they the more vocal the, the birds are. Um, and on the cooler mornings, sometimes we didn't hear anything. So I, I think the weather's pretty much uh, affecting them right now for sure. The, the temperature, especially. Yeah, we're still in this big warm front right now, so I'm going to attempt to get out you know, Friday or Saturday mornings to hopefully listen. I still haven't heard a gobble yet this year. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, they're, like I said, I mean, they're they're tight-lipped for the most part, but when they are gobbling, they're not shy about it. So uh, a lot of birds, and, and they're making a lot of noise when they are gobbling. But when they're not, you know, you're not having many days of hearing one or two gobbles. It's either... Uh, you know, several on the roost, and then they they stop when they hit the ground, or you don't hear anything at all. It's not a whole lot of in between right now. So maybe if this uh this warm weather will stick with us, uh, you know, a little while longer, they'll become a little more vocal. But from what we're seeing, uh, the cooler weather is turning them off right now, and, and when it's warm, they are making a lot more noise. Yeah, well, we'll pray for warm weather for opening weekend, uh, Josh. <laughs> I forgot to ask you at the beginning, what part of Mississippi are you coming from? Is it nor- south or north or in the middle or what? So I'm, uh, I'm in the southwest portion of the state, um, but the people I've been talking to hunt out west by the by the Mississippi Riverside, and some of them hunt uh, further east. So it's pretty consistent throughout the uh, throughout the state, really. I don't know a whole lot of people in the northern part of the state to know how it's doing up there, but as far as you know the southwest and uh, and the far east part of the state. It's it's about the same for everybody I've talked to. So it seems pretty consistent across the state from what I can see. All right, cool man. I'm glad to hear that. That's a good report, uh, Josh. I appreciate it. And uh, now oh, we're gonna. Oh yeah, man. And uh, good luck this season. I hope uh, <laughs> hope you can locate you some between now and then, and have it ready for opening day. Man, I hope so. I get five tags this year, so I better make them count. <laughs> well, good luck. I hope you feel everyone out. Alright guys, for the second person I have on the line today, we have Mr. Scott Ellis from Southern Florida. Uh, you probably recognize Scott from uh, Hunt Quest, on, which is on YouTube and Carbon TV, and uh, his app Turkey Tech, which is a pretty good app. I've been using it a lot. Scott, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Andrew. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Uh, I understand you had a pretty good hunt this weekend with your son. <laughs> we did. This was Jacob's 11th gobbler, which includes uh, Grand Slam and numerous Easterns and Osceolas and a single-season Grand Slam to boot. And uh, those birds, he would call with me a little bit here and there. I'd say, hit him real quick, Jake. Yelp at him just so he can be part of the hunt, participate in the hunt, which I highly recommend for any kid that's going out turkey hunting with their dad. Let them call to that turkey huge huge uh benefit to letting the kid engage in the hunt but um those all these other turkeys these other 10 turkeys jacobs killed he he called but he didn't he didn't take control of the hunt well this one last weekend 
we were blind calling for about an hour <clears throat> and I'll never forget it as long as I live because the bird never gobbled we were in a in a field scenario we, we were on the edge of an oak hammock with palmettas cut around us you know to kind of cover our concealment to blind us up a little bit and I'm looking at my phone I'm not lying Jake's looking at his phone I'm social media in a little bit I just did an update to tell everybody what's going on with his hunt because people are just texting and blowing me up how's Jake doing is he calling in you know <laughs> and I look up and at 75 yards this bird had slipped in we had been we had got done blind calling for about 10 minutes and this bird was in full strut kind of in the alert position it come you know looking for these hens he had been hearing and Jake slid in a mouth call. We didn't even get a chance to put head and gloves on. And he yelled three times with a yellow venom, Woodhaven yellow venom, one of my designs. And he came in on a string. And you will see it on Hunt Quest next season. It's a great hunt. It's a flash hunt. And um, I couldn't be prouder. So it was, it was awesome. That's awesome, man. That that yellow venom's deadly. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, brother. That, uh, let's see. So how was turkey activity on a scale of 1 to 10 this weekend? Were they real sleepy or were they real active or what? Well, Saturday morning, nothing off the roost. Never heard a word. And as a matter of fact, I was hunting with Osceola Outdoors. Mike Tussie, the owner, had actually gone to the property that evening. He didn't roost a bird. Osceola's are notorious for not gobbling on the roost. They're not very good roost birds, if you will, like Miriam's and Rio's and sometimes Eastern's. But he did watch a bird and had kind of a direction of where he went right at dusk so he had an idea where he reached and bird never said a word so jake called in a set of three hens and a set of two hens on saturday morning we went to another setup which we actually we didn't bump them but we were slipping into the cypress head and we laid eyes on five jakes and a long beard together so there's some food for thought and then we set up for about two hours and towards the end of that set jake was doing some kiki running on a uh, blue demon what even blue demon and had a hen answer him and start keying back to him. Like I said, he was keying, and then that hen came right into us, and we never heard a gobble. So we went and grabbed some lunch, and then ran back right back out to the woods about 2.30 and got everything ready to rock by 3. We're set up, cameras were set up, and by 4 o'clock, he killed the bird, again, which did not gobble. Now, uh, from that little bit of information, all I can tell you is in that area we hunted, the birds, that gobbler was single. He was by himself. He was looking for hens. He just did not gobble, so that's a good thing. Now, the next morning, we went to another piece of property that Mike has at Osceola Outdoors, and uh, a lot a lot better population of turkeys. Those birds hammered on the roost. They hit the ground. They gobbled on the ground for about 30 minutes. The hens were constantly yelping and cutting and keying. Um, just a medley of, her, of turkey vocabulary. It was, a, it was an awesome deal. I got to take still pictures and video it. Um, and there was a group of two gobblers that came by us. There was one group of three gobblers that did not gobble one drop. There was a, two, a group of two gobblers that both gobbled, and then there was one single by himself that gobbled. So, and this was all within like a 50-acre big giant cypress head. So this guy's got turkeys. <laughs> I, I wish I could go back there and have some fun with those turkeys. Yeah, really. <laughs> but that being said, I mean, that gives me the idea that, you know, and it is just still, it just, it's March 1st tomorrow. So, um, those birds were still grouped up, but yet gobbled good in the tree and gobbled for 30, 45 minutes on the ground. And they all had hens, but yet there were hens roaming around separately still. So I think we're in the gathering process, especially being that bird that Jake called in quietly that did not gobble, was by himself, 
and he didn't he did come to that blind calling that he heard from a distance you know the like 15 minutes prior to yeah not a doubt in my mind because he showed up strutting if he was just wandering in that field by himself and had not heard a hen he'd just been walking through not paying attention but he was there strutting so in my humble opinion down south florida they are looking for hens they're still in the process of breaking up but they are definitely actively looking for hens awesome man uh, are there any specific food sources that you think they're concentrating on right now? Well, you know, everything is so green in Florida, and we've had the hottest month on record in February. So everything is blooming. The pollen is off the charge. Um, my sinuses and my allergies gave me a fit all week. It was <laughs> horrible, actually. Um, so there's nothing down here they're keying on. I would say if you're in a near a burned area or any fresh regen area, that'd be great. If you're seeing grasshoppers on the fresh regen, they love grasshoppers in Florida. Um, obviously, if you've planted food plots and you have clover that is regenerated, that's that's also always good. But as a whole, man, everything is green and everything is exploding and blooming. So I don't think there's one particular food source you would key on right now. You would just be listening for turkeys and looking for tracks and strut marks and sign. I mean, that's, that's all I can tell you. There's nothing I would key on at this point in South Florida. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so I'm guessing you kind of answered this question, but I was going to ask how the weather has affected them. <laughs> so that early kind of that early spring rolling in's kind of got them a little bit fired up, I guess. I, I guess. Um, well, it's really bizarre because by this time of the year, very often the birds are already breaking up, and that's with a mixture of still some milder weather. Again, the hottest February recorded for the state of Florida in February. Like 23 days straight, we had 80-degree-plus temperatures. Ooh. Now, I, it, everybody would think that the birds would be losing their minds, but I think that the, the warm weather kind of got them going and then kind of shut them down at the same time because it was continuously hot. There was no recharging of the batteries. In my opinion, in Florida, when these birds get it, when it gets that hot and then it does cool down to 50s at least, um, for example, this weekend we've got upper 40s. Now we finally got some cold fronts coming through, and this weekend's going to be low 70s and high 40s. My guess is they're going to gobble their brains. They're going to lose their minds this weekend because they have a chance to cool down and recharge their batteries just a little bit. Awesome. So, yep. Man, yeah, that's some great info for anybody headed down to Florida. Uh, right. I wish I was headed down to Florida this week. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, brother. Yeah. It's hard to find a place down in South Florida for sure. Yeah, that's right. Well, Scott, man, I appreciate it. I think this is some great information that some people are going to be able to use. Awesome, buddy. Well, I really appreciate your time, man. We'll keep in touch as I start hitting different states, and I can give you reports in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Missouri, uh, Wisconsin, even later in the season. If you're still doing this, we can give you reports all across the U.S. as we travel around chasing these crazy turkeys. All right, for the last guest, uh, I've got somebody that you'll probably recognize, Mr. Cy Colley, who actually was just on episode number four, which that episode did good. So uh, you almost liked what he had to say. So, Cy, how you doing, brother? Doing well, doing well, buddy. How are you? I'm doing just fine. You been out scouting a bunch? Oh, yeah, man. We're getting getting ready. Got youth, uh, youth weekend next weekend, so we're, we're excited trying to get all of our Q's and P's in a pod and hopefully uh, be ready for the when the big boys get to start, which will be, I guess, the 15th here in two weeks. Yep. Can't come fast enough. Well, uh, what kind of turkey activity are you seeing uh, in these last few mornings that you've scouted? Are they real active right now or kind of sleepy still or what's going on? Um, I, what, I've, what 
I've noticed is each property is actually different. Um, I've got one piece of property, they're hammering it at, you know, everything you put at them, and then some they're just, you know, they, you know, gobble every, every once in a while, and um, then some of them are silent. Places that I know the birds are there, they're just not, they're not gobbling, so. Yeah, it's kind of all over the board. Uh, that's kind of what I've been hearing for a lot of guys around the state right now is, it's just it's kind of spotty. It just depends on where you're at. Um, are, are they flocked up right now? You think? You think that all the turkeys are still together? Or do you think that breakup has started happening already? Um, I'm seeing, you know, on side of the roads and pastures, and um, you know, you know, people sending me pictures and all. A lot of them are, you know, with hens, and it's you know, there'll be one or two gobblers in that in that bunch. So. Uh, for the most part, they're they're still together. Um, I don't believe they'll start, you know, you know, busting up until later on. It's, you know, the weather's got them where, where they're, you know, kind of early in progress. But I don't think it's that that you know that far along for the you know them to be breaking up yet. So I got you. Um, are there any specific food sources that you're keying in on right now? Any like grasshoppers or you know clover or something like that? Um, they're hitting the clover. We've got some plots that we planted for deer. Um, and I'm seeing a bunch of sign in the in the clover fields. And then also with all this rain, they're they're going to be in those fields after you know worms a bunch. There's a, there's a ton of night crawlers that's been coming up. Um, and of course, you know they'll they'll find other insects in the clover when they're you know picking through it. So yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, we've been seeing them on gas lines, seeing a lot of sign on gas lines. We're out there bugging. Uh, so you think this this weather we've been having lately, we've been having some really warm weather here in our part of Alabama. Do you think that uh, that's kind of setting them off early, uh, kind of like it did last year? Um, a little bit. Um, I think they're, they're you know a little bit more ahead than they were last year. For me, that first week was really slow. Um, and a lot of that did with, had to do with the cold weather. This year, we've we've had warm weather, and it kind of stuck. We never really got that, it, you know, um, that set of cold weather, which you know we're dropping down. I think we're in the the forties the other the other morning, which has been probably one of the colder mornings that we had. But um, I think they're just <laughs> it's, it's going to be good once you know once we get started here in two weeks. Um, they're just they're a little bit more ahead than last year, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what county are you in in Alabama where you're hearing these turkeys? It's it's Elmore County. Um, I haven't got to go to my place in Coosa yet, um, but predominantly predominantly Elmore County. Gotcha, man. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that was a good report, and uh, I wish you the best of luck when opening day rolls around here in about 14 days. Oh yeah, man. I, I can't wait. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys will be able to get on them and. Hopefully we'll be able to hook up and go here soon. So, Yeah, man, for sure. I appreciate it, brother. All right, no problem. Y'all have a great night, buddy. There you have it. There's our three strut reports for this Thursday. Uh, we we kind of put a lot of this together last minute, so we only had three states. But Georgia guys, be on the lookout. We will be covering your state in next week's episode. Uh, also, uh, guys from Tennessee and Arkansas and Louisiana and everywhere else, as your season approaches, uh, we'll cover yours too. And uh, we're just going to try and cast a wide net, have a lot of different guys on, so we can get a really good idea of what's going on around the country. 
I know I found these really entertaining and useful. You know, I wish that I could put them to good use with a you know Scott down there in Florida, man. I wish I could get down there to hunt some Osceolas, but not happening this year. But hopefully, if some of you guys listening are headed down there, you got uh, some good information from that. And as for the rest of us, we'll just have to keep scouting and waiting out uh, the season. Hopefully, it won't take too long to get here. I guess, but. That that does it. Uh, look for another one next Thursday. Look for our next episode dropping on Monday, and then a next strut report dropping on Thursday. And we'll be doing these strut reports every Thursday in addition to our Monday episode that we drop every week. So we're excited about it, guys. Give us some feedback on it. Let us know what you think. If you got any questions you'd like to ask uh, the guests that we have on, send them to us, man. We'll We'll definitely ask them. Uh, and be on the lookout for that giveaway coming up. We will announce that on Monday's episode and the instructions on how you can win. So y'all have a good week and be out there scouting. Season will be here before we know it. Look, last summer, y'all heard us talk a bunch about the Mobile Hunters Expo. It was an incredible event. A bunch of you guys came out to meet us. We got to talk to, I don't even know how many listeners. If you heard all that last year and you were like, dang, that sounded cool, I should have went to that. Here's your chance. You need to make it to this one. It's June 28th through June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. All right, giving you a heads up here, so go ahead and mark it on your calendar. June 28th through June 30th, Dalton, Georgia is going to be the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. We're going to be there. A bunch of our past podcast guests are going to be there. There's going to be seminars. All of the mobile hunting companies are going to be there for you to try out gear before you buy it. It's like the one event of the year where all of the... The, like the mobile hunter ecosystem just kind of congregates in one place. And Chris and Josh and the guys have done an absolutely phenomenal job putting this thing together over the last couple years. And it keeps getting better every year. So like I said, make sure you come see us. We're going to have a gigantic stack of free stickers to give away to every listener that stops by the booth. And we're going to have merch there to purchase. We're going to be recording podcasts, shooting videos, all kinds of stuff. So like I said, don't miss it. You can head on over to the mobilehuntersexpo.com to look at show schedules and dates and go ahead and grab your tickets. So y'all go check it out at the mobilehuntersexpo.com.